Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm James and my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie and my pronouns are he and him. And I'm Alistair and my pronouns are he and him. And joining us tonight, wait, wait, it's not what it looks like. We swear this time's different. Uh, it's Sinan. That's right. It is different this time. I don't have a book. I don't have anything like that. You know, it's just, I'm just, it's a friendly visit. It's a friendly visit. Yeah, mum and dad are away. We've got a keg in. Yeah. We've invited Sinan over. We're going to stick on uh, the day after tomorrow for some reason, because it's the only DVD we could find. And we're just going to kick, kick it back and relax. That's it. Yeah. yeah. There's no Sinan's book. here. Doesn't, doesn't have a book. Apparently doesn't have any pronouns. Let's go. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, he, they, basically. As you like. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you say all that, guys, but but both of our pod dads have independently left me an article to read you, so we, we may have two articles tonight, if you're particularly good or bad, well, I don't know. I hope the one David's picked's better than the last fucking one he picked. Uh, <laughs> mm, well, you can tell me later in the episode, Jamie, we'll find out. Um, but before we get to that, we should probably do some little news bites. Um, shall we start Shall we start with the, the tire fire of Westminster and like you know Liz Truss and everything that's been going I, on recently? I, I am enjoying the fact that uh, whatever we say here is even even if this episode was going to be released like the two days after recording, which is what we usually do, it's mm. going to be immediately out of date. Mm. Well, this evening, yeah. but it's being released a week later, so it's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, it's it's actually becoming out of date as we speak because I'm pretty sure yeah. Liz Truss is meant to be doing something tonight. So, um. <laughs> Ah, that might have something to do with why my work is pinging me. Oh, dear. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, um, my understanding is the Tories are, are trying to find a way to basically put a bolt gun through the premiership of Liz Truss without actually putting a bolt gun through the premiership of Liz Truss. Um, and meanwhile, the members of the Tory party are all pining for Boris again. Do I get that about right? I mean, re- re- well. Weekend at Bernie's would be a lot less uh, convincing if the guy had just a fucking big hole in his head the whole way through the film. I think the issue is it's not it's not trussism. It's um it's we need trussism without truss. Basically, that's what we need. That's I'm I'm completely serious. That's <laughs> what we need in this country. Well, uh, well I, I think question? I think what you find though, Sid, is that uh, everything that has evolved over the past few days has been a, is, is quite straightforwardly a failure of democracy. Therefore, democracy <laughs> should be done away with in all aspects of, pol- of politics. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's that take that's like, oh, Liz Truss and Jeremy Corbyn are great evidence for why party le- party members shouldn't pick party me- uh, party leaders. And I'm like, hmm, what did Jeremy Corbyn and Liz Truss have in common? Well, the public technically voted for them, so we can't be having that now, can we? Yeah, I just, I mean, it's fucking seals clapping on command as they're well trained. It's fucking ridiculous. Especially when they're saying like Liz Truss was cited by the public. Asterisk. What percentage of the public? Point. What percentage of the public got to vote on Liz Truss? Fuck off. I mean, I'm enjoying the Dean Dorries being like, "Well, we just got to have an election to sort this out." Oh like, yeah, fine. I guess if you want to make it worse, go for it. Especially like to be totally honest, all the libs who are like even people like Aaron Bastani who. But boy, howdy, has he fallen very far, very fast. He's basically figured out that he Has he, though? To... Or did he start at the bottom? I mean, I'll be honest. Before that article read we did a little while ago, 
I didn't think he was completely awful, but yeah, no, he he totally fucking sucks. Um, he's basically decided he's got the whiff of like access journalist about him, mm-hmm. and he said decided, oh yeah, no, this this could be good for me. So I'm gonna just gonna start like pulling hard for Kiyosama and pushing for an election because that will be great. But what I love about this is I remain convinced that if they had an election today, I don't think it would be the blowout for Labour that the polls necessarily suggest. So, oh, not like not like in the polls. Like I don't think it'd be that big, in, and I don't think like it'd be. You know, there was one of these polls where they had they, you know, they put it into the electoral calculus machine, and they're like, oh, the Tories would have one seat, and yeah, that would be very funny. It's yeah. probably not gonna happen. <laughs> like, no. I mean, pro- to be fair, if if it, if that did actually happen, and you know, the Tories were literally wiped out as an electrical electoral force, that would be the one good thing about that blowout happening like because everything else is going to be the absolute worst shit that you can think of just being done with a slightly more smiley face and a bit more politely yeah i mean i think if they if they called an election tomorrow with um with trust in charge keith would lose because i think like you know the papers are obviously just gonna like immediately start fucking screaming about how he like fucking he encouraged he personally cheered on jimmy savile mm. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be an interesting sort of collision of, you know, ways that the uh, the the media like to behave because you know they they've decided that actually we're actually going to start paying attention to the actual things that the Tories do, rather than only what they're saying, um, and mm. then that running headfirst into the fact that Keir Starmer is just not a very fucking attractive person to like politically that is. Um, yeah, I mean, let's <laughs> like, get into about. that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love the implicit suggestion there, Alistair, that you do consider him attractive, like personally. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, to be honest, fantastic. like as I was saying that, the only image that was coming into my like coming into my mind was that really like weirdly wrinkly picture of him where it looks like he's got a little mm. worm on his head, and that's 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 what I was picturing right there. Every picture I've seen of him recently, he looks more and more like Darth Sidious. It's really fucking weird. Well, I'm extremely here for Alistair and his worm girlfriend, Kiyostama. That's like, oh my fantastic. god! <laughs> no, it's, it, that's the brain worm. That's what that is. Oh god, <laughs> the sponge yeah, form. Okay. It's here. Um, but yeah, so you know, we'll be we'll be honest with you, listener. We've got no idea what's going to unfold here. Um, like anyone's guess is as good as ours. I, I still, I don't think they'll do a general election. No, like, I think there's no. I mean, they're going to cling to whatever power they can for as long it's as gonna possible. It's going to be a. It's going to be very gratifying when, like, this comes out next week, like, six days after the fucking announcement of a snap general election. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Um, I'll, I'll be well, honest, if can, that well, happens, I've got bigger things to worry about. Jamie, if if you're on the edit, you can just stick the sad horns, uh, dot eighth file in, yeah. in, the, uh, in the audio. But um, on the subject of, like, elections and preparedness for them, the other news story I thought we should touch on is, uh, well, it sounds like Labour have decided that you don't get to stand for Labour if you've done anything good for your constituents ever. And even if you've actually won a constituency that's never been won before by the party, yeah, you can yeah. get the fuck out. Because you're, like, not even, not even, like, what you'd call, like, a radical lefty, just someone who is sort of on the soft left of the party, but actually, you know, a local per- like person that is local to... Kensington that actually gives a shit about what happened to the people in Grenfell. No, you can fuck off, and we'll just get in some fucking freak who's uh, just been parachuted in by the cunts in the Labour HQ. Yeah, well, the important thing is that, like, fucking killer tomato lad gets what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, did you all see the apparent reasoning behind not letting a 
get on the long list no. was no, apparently no. social media activity. Posting which, is now verboten in the Labour Party. That's right. That's that's why all of us left. We're too well. I mean, not that James was ever in it, but um, but yeah, that's why we all left. We were all too good at posting. We can't. They can't handle it. We, 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 were driven, we were driven out of the Labour Party. The, the, the Labour Party is something awful and onto the left Twitter's uh, 4chan. <laughs> oh my god. Labour Party is something awful is a very cursed kind of image. It makes me wonder what the banned messages are like. And you know, you know who Keir Starmer is, don't you? Well, oh. he always was a bit spineless. In all seriousness, though, for the benefit of our listeners who have been, like, you know, up a mountain and communing with the gods, cough, Rob, um, wh- which particular Labour MPs are we talking about that have been essentially not allowed to proceed? Can anyone remember? Well, Emma Dent Code's the one who's not been allowed on the long list for Kensington. Mm-hmm. Sam Tarry's mm-hmm. been canned in uh, in Mike Gape's old stomping ground. Uh, Mike Gape's new puppet has entered and taken that. Uh, with some with some very interesting accusations around him, I don't I don't know what what, what would get cut or what wouldn't. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Just Google the guy's <laughs> name and accusations, and uh, yeah, there you go. And inflation, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been down this road <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. Damn, Sonic the Hedgehog is causing inflation. Damn, I'm going to have to look this up <laughs> real quick. And then I think they're trying to trigger or continue the trigger ballot of uh, Apsana Begum, which mm. is mired in this complication of uh, basically the party facilitating her continued abuse by her former partner. Yeah. I think, I feel like, I feel like at least on the on this podcast, we're all quite inured to just the absolute dog shit that the Labour Party, like, internal... Um machinations get up to but like it really is just completely outrageous all of the shit that they've been doing this whole fucking time and like just the media obviously just being at best indifferent at at worst complete like completely complicit themselves and (laughs) it's just beyond salvation like all of it it's just completely stacked against any sort of form of progressiveness no, in any sort of aspect. I, I think you'll find, Alistair, that John McDonnell has issued a stern statement <laughs> saying that this is completely beyond the pale. Oh, we've got uh, another I, petition. I remember Is there gonna be another is there gonna be another rally? Yeah, I, I remember once I just saw John McDonnell do something like that and I just got super pissed at it and I quote tweeted him saying, You're a loser and you deserve to lose and like a bunch of my mutuals got super upset with me about it and I'm like, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what you meant to say to this kind of like weakness, you know? What are you meant to say to it? Really? I mean, the, you know, John McDonnell is everything that the Labour Party should be in the, in the terms of his politics, but like the actual, the actual, uh, you know, praxis of, of in in like getting socialism in this country, it just requires so much more just I mean, strategy the- than fucking petitions and rallies and stuff. The guy's nickname was the Quartermaster. He's not living up to it, I'll tell you that. No. It's also like, I mean, when they kicked out Jeremy, you know, that's pretty much... I mean, they they, they, they made certain um, that everyone knew what they were going to do. They kicked out Jeremy, and then the socialist Labour group basically rolled over and said, "Uh, yes, Daddy, some more, please. And that's it. It's like, if they weren't going to go to bat for Jeremy Corbyn in the face of it all, if we weren't going to actually fight, then they're not going to fight over the rest of it, and they're just going to sit there and hope they don't get, like, you know, hauled out of a cell and shot in the head next, essentially. 
Like, that's it. There's nothing more to it. That's the thing. It continues this pattern. So, like, one of the things a lot of people felt from, like, 2015 to 2019, I think, is that they felt like these politicians who were ostensibly on the Labour left and, you know, these senior figures didn't have their back. They don't have each other's fucking back. What do you expect, yeah. you know? Like, Im- imagine imagine being the one significant figure from Labour's, you know, most left faction to hold the leadership since, like, the 1930s, probably, and you get kicked out by this ham fuck, you know, on a completely flimsy pretext, when he himself has probably violated those exact rules himself. And then none of your fucking colleagues come to bat for you. And then you're all people who, you know, presumably engage with politics for the first time because this guy, by some complete accident, becomes leader of the party. And you see that and you go, well, we're going to have to sit there and take it, I'm afraid. What, what doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Just... But they'll, uh, they'll keep the red flag flying there, I'm told. Mm. Soon. Like, that's, that's how it's yeah, going to go. Only after they've sung God Save the Fucking King, though. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I forgot the national anthem changed. <laughs> right. Um, I don't even re- I don't even remember what gender the monarch is. That's how ruthlessly committed to republicanism I am. Like, <laughs> this just this, this just in the king. The king has announced that his pronouns are he they. Oh. <laughs> well, um, as for, as one of the two theys on this podcast, I have to win and say weigh in and say that that's uh, extremely inappropriate. And uh, you know, we all stand our you know gender non-conforming monarch, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can fi- you can finally get your black emperor, James. No, please, God, no, just, <laughs> just no, not Charles, and no, not that. Um, I think that's the the final boss of uh, identity politics, though, is when like the fucking monarch declares themselves to be like some variety of minority. Oh no, I I, I don't even want to think about left it. Left Twitter, left Twitter goes to war with itself. About yeah. something completely the unrelated, king, presumably. Is the yeah. king good now? Is the king good? Is the king based? It's good. Yeah. I'm just uh, seeing it. We, we all stan our king, just being repeated by half of left Twitter, just unthinkingly as their brains ooze from ears. Okay, right. Enough of this. We're drifting off topic. But I mean, what more is there to say? Labor I mean, we fucked. don't, we don't, we don't have the parents in, so the topic is whatever the fuck we want it to be. <laughs> that that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, isn't that isn't that what I'm here for? You know, we probably shouldn't be rattling on forever about fucking um, like stuff that's going to go out of date very quickly. Yeah, I mean, what's more there to say? Like the Labour Party continues to be fucked. The Tory Party, Silver Linings appears to be fucking itself too. The Lib Dems, crickets—they're just hanging and out. You know, whatever happens, I hope that everybody involved is having an extremely miserable time. Yeah, <laughs> and and they are. So we have a uh, we have two articles tonight. They're both quite short, but they are certainly they're certainly an experience. I will let you guys choose. Do you want the funny one or the angry one first? Oh, that's a tough is, one. Is I there? Mean, I would I would hope they're both the funny one. <laughs> is there a secret third article I can choose from, <laughs> which is a combination I... of the two? Well, um, I think I think we'll go with the the angry one then. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's finish on a laugh, right? Every, everyone you know? everyone yeah. just bundle into the angry dome quickly. Yeah. So um, let me take you to a wonderful angry dome called the Telegraph. Oh no! To a comment article by a man named Robert Taylor. Oh yes, we're doing it. <clears throat> Hellish blackouts could yet have a silver lining. A power cut or two might be just the ticket to shake some of today's youngsters oh, this cunt. out of their sublime sense of entitlement. 
like I, yeah i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna find robert taylor and shake him out of his fucking sense of <laughs> entitlement among other things i mean this is from as i i actually read this before but um mm. because i i decided you know what i i like torturing my brain so i read it and i was like I got about a third of the way through and I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm not reading about like how entitled a generation are for expecting the light to, lights to stay on from a newspaper that engaged in a media jihad because taxes might get put up 5% on the richest people in the country. Like, just go fuck yourself, honestly. Ah, good, good. So two thirds of this will be new to you, Sinan. Yeah, to hear it. yeah. Like, just, wanna, <laughs> just want to be clear. If I'm not reacting, obviously, initially, there is a reason. <laughs> It's just... Yeah, just like it's like the fuse has been lit and about you know a third of the way through the article it'll start to go off so going into the article we need another war an elderly relative used to insist in the 1970s that will sort the younger generation out that I mean, will show them a right, thing or two but not in the way that's what they yeah i was just i was just gonna say like we we i, I the more i hear of this the more i think we do need another war <laughs> even as a child i found this puzzling well, yes, a war would sort them out, I thought. It would definitely do that. It would also involve mass human slaughter, you mad old fool. But now hmm. I think it's a good idea. Yet here I am, half a century later, thinking along similar lines. That That is honestly, like, the fucking, the realisation that so much of this nation needs to fucking come to, and I assume this cunt isn't coming to it either, but like, you know... Oh, here I am half a century later thinking along similar lines is like what they put on this fucking country's gravestone. Yeah, whatever the per- whatever the opposite of personal growth is, this person has managed to just do that non-stop for 50 it's, years. It's lead yeah. poisoning. It's lead poisoning. I'm Person- sorry. I, I hate personal to... shrinkage. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it... like how the UK's become a receding economy. You know, we, we just we just can never improve, even on the personal level now. A receding economy on the bald face of the earth. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness to him, he does go on to say, no, not about war. I'm not that batty or callous, but impending blackouts? Just maybe. But the, th- the thing that winds me up about this is, weren't there power cuts when you were growing Like, there were power cuts when I was growing up in this country. They happened, like, more than once. Yeah, like I, I, I experienced power cuts. It didn't change the fact that I think that you might be entitled to a certain standard of living. I mean, I mean the thing is, though, this this fucking this fucking cunt nailed on, like fucking whined about how oh if that if that Jeremy Corbyn gets in, we'll be back to the seventies with like blackouts and the bins not being eaten or whatever the fuck like they're always twisting about. So now it's good. Now that it's actually going to happen, though, on to- under a Tory watch, it's good. That's the that's the fucking yardstick by which these things are measured. If if it's like if it's happening under a Labour government, then fuck you. It's it's worse than Hitler that my lecky was off for a few hours. But like if it happens under a Tory government, it's character building. Well, I mean, literally it's just, a phrase just, I had in my head. Yes, I mean it this is. is just the fucking billionth reason in a long list of similar reasons as to why there are no fucking there's no there are no rules in politics in this country. If you're if you're relatively right wing, you will get a fucking easy ride and anything that you want to happen is basically what will become reality but if you if you think the things should be slightly better than anything that even can conceivably be attributed to you or and things that entirely aren't attributable to you will be attributed to you and you'll be done to death because of it 
Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe there's some nuance. Maybe he's got some perspective. Um, let, let's check the next paragraph. First, let's be clear. Blackouts are an appalling prospect, and for the elderly and vulnerable, they could be lethal. The winter's going to be hard enough without your home power being cut with just a few hours' notice, especially if it's a cold one, like those sadistic long-range forecasts say. That's why the government and national... Can a forecast, can a weather forecast be sadistic? <laughs> Getting the weatherman on, he's just rubbing his hands with glee when it's like minus five. <laughs> well, like, the, yeah, the, weatherman, the weatherman could be sadistic, but like yeah. the weather forecast itself, unless like the guy did it wrong on purpose, I would argue is like you cannot ascribe like motivation to that. Much as Much as these fucking idiots might like, you know? But I don't think that Mother Nature is an actual like, fucking entity that's decided to just fuck us, because if that was true, it would have happened a long time ago. I mean, to be fair, much like the fallacy, this guy's just fucking pathetic, really. Mm. I think I'll, I'll settle on the synthesis perspective, which is this is very bad writing, but then it is the Telegraph. Mm, that is a fair point, to be fair, about the Telegraph's general quality of writing. Mm. That's why the government and national grid will do everything to prevent such a calamity. My bet is they'll succeed. <laughs> anyway, I certainly hope so. But what if they don't? What if we get blackouts? Could there be a bright side to the darkness? I mean, this is, see, there, this is there might the be. fucking bit from uh, that Mitchell and Webb look where they say, have you tried putting in kill all the poor? Yeah, mm. I mean there might be a bright side because I don't I don't know if um, if people you know know a lot about what tends to happen when there are mass blackouts in the country, but usually rioting follows you know quite because people get fucking bored of sitting in their mis- also, you know. It's also just like you know pro tip for anyone listening. Um, security systems run on electricity. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you know that. Like uh, so. You know, I'm not saying you should take advantage of that. Quite the opposite. I'm saying that if you are a small business owner, you should be concerned of this because, you know, your shop, etc. is going to be rendered vulnerable by and this experience. As such, it's best for you to vacate the premises. Hmm. Anyway, um, as it happens, some of my earliest memories are of blackouts caused by the miners' strike Ooh. and the oil crisis in 1973. Now, who was in government in 1973? Does anyone remember who that was? Um, um, well, whoever it was, it was Labour. Just... Well, yeah. that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That was uh, that was that was not a Labour government that yeah, time. Yes, it was. I know. I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure you'll find it was Tony Blair or yeah. Gordon Brown. I mean, if it was Tony Blair, fuck him. No, you no, know, no. Then no. it is you're his you're fault. You're all getting it wrong. It was Jeremy Corbyn. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Children like me found it fun to huddle around a family candle. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, it's, do you know, do you, no, I believe him because he's a wanker, so he absolutely would have found it fucking entertaining. Is it he possible thinks... to kill a pensioner with shaking baby syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> Eating sandwiches when the cooker didn't work. And to edge gingerly through the house in complete blackness when the lights went out. Excuse me? Wait, what? Sorry, I'm going to read that one again. And to edge gingerly through the house in complete blackness when the lights went. Well, whatever so, you and gingerly get up to in the last Yeah, exactly. Right, no I, yeah. I, I, don't really yeah. seem necessary to put in a national I, newspaper. Yeah, I only do that under strict instructions. I don't really like it, you know? <laughs> 
it was like an instant game of murder, capital M, which in those Inshallah. days... <laughs> <laughs> which in those days we were allowed to play without our parents fearing we'd end up in Broadmoor. Gotta oh, get that a little the bit fuck of up. the kids today are too soft in as well. Yeah, sure. But, like... Yeah. The problem with today's youth is we discourage murder. That's it. Well, to be fair, murders definitely went down after we took the lead out of the petrol. So who's yeah. to say what the, what the causal link there it's, was? It's a good job we finally got around to doing that in like 2002. <laughs> and it certainly engendered a community spirit. Different postcodes lost power. <laughs> I mean, yes, it probably did engender community spirit of this fucking sucks. Oh, you're going to just listen to this paragraph, right? And it certainly engendered a community spirit. Different postcodes lost power at different times on different days, so we used to head over to relatives in another bit of Birmingham to get a hot meal. The next day they'd come over to us, and so on. Ooh, it's just like the war, my elderly relative would infuse. I'd scoff, but there's no doubt we had a healthy, all-in-it-together approach. We looked out for each other, because we had to. Could that same sense of community, togetherness, be kindled today? Boy, do we need it. I'm about to I lose mean, my mind because if if you look at the the political behaviour of people of different ages, I got news for you about which ones are more likely to do this than others. Like you know, that that reminds me of uh, when I think was it the FBI or the CIA, whoever were uh, like trailing a bunch of anarchists in the US, mm. and it's like, damn, it's these guys just send just like share all their stuff together and like mostly spend their time like reading and trying to find food. Crazy how this is how these people actually behave rather than like some fictitious family that i don't know it truly embodies the spirit of christmas thanks to a power cut i mean you know the only thing that these power cuts and anarchists have in common is the color black and that's pretty much it uh speaking about black though, and blackouts could be just the ticket to shake some of today's youngsters out of that sublime sense of entitlement and self-righteousness at a time when the sensitive ones need counselling after watching Rod Little on Question Time. Like, making the up horror... a... Ah, anyway. Yeah, no, go on, Simon. Just, just making up a completely fictional thing, by the way. No one has ever needed that. The most anyone's ever needed is just to sort of bleach their fucking eyes after seeing that. No one's needed fucking therapy for that. Jesus Christ. I mean, I might need therapy after the end of this article. The horror of losing the means to power up their phones... Might jolt you know what these the kids these days be like? How I got, I got, I got Sorry. a funny, I got a funny thing about that. I've got, a, I've got like one of them battery bank things, so I think I'll be yeah. right. You I, know? Well, I was about, I was about to say, how shit is this guy's phone that it can't survive a three-hour blackout? I mean, he's probably on a rotary, so he's, yeah, bigger. he's probably on one of them phones that gave you like cancer in the nineties. He's probably still using that. This this motherfucker's still using a car phone. So I'll, I'll continue. Might jolt them back to reality and back to real-world problems, rather than obsessing about whether Baden Powell should be cancelled and tapes of faulty towers burned. I mean, yes. tapes of faulty towers should be burned because yeah, it was shit. It's not very good. To be I fair, mean, I, I love the idea that the youth of today are all like the discourse is all about whether faulty towers should be cancelled. No, no, he's just bringing that up because he wants like fucking he wants to to get on John Cleese's show. And also, like the tele, like look, whoever whoever the fucking editor is probably fucking loves this shit. Whenever they use the word cancel culture or stuff like that, yeah, that's that's probably one of the. It's probably one of those phrases you have to get in to get paid for this fucking shite. 
It's but one of I, those. It's one of those things the papers do where they go like, "Oh, you better." Do you know what I mean? Kids today need to fucking spend more time worrying about like fucking like getting a job and a haircut than trying to cancel. Uh, oh, fucking! I don't know. And then they name a thing, and yeah. then everyone gets like really mad about like kids trying to cancel that thing. And yeah. like, it's like no one mentioned that. No one even knows what that thing fucking is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't yeah. know anyone who's like even around my age who knows what the fuck some of these things are. And also, mm. by the way, I have a job and I didn't get a haircut. So what now? Telegraph. What now? Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna cry? Are you are you triggered by me having a job? Like, well, I think the um the the best the best thing about that sort of like fucking that constant drive to like uh like fuel up the gammons with rage for things like kids aren't doing is that it, it leaks out and they eventually just like see that in everything um because there was, a, it was my favorite internet comment of all time was like a couple of years ago heinz said they were thinking of changing the name of salad cream mm-hmm. because most people don't like most like people these it's still popular with young people but they put it in sandwiches rather than on salads. So they were thinking of changing the name to sandwich cream and some fucking like, you know, confused, like insane woman on Facebook replied that, or, or, or Twitter, wherever it was, replied that like, it was fucking like ridiculous that how, how woke the kids were today and just went on a huge tear. And it was like, what? Wait, 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 I need to, I need to, we need to back up. Wait, are you, wait, people use salad cream? Like that's the thing people actually use. Put yeah. it on sandwiches, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 partner uses it in a cheese in a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Why yeah, wouldn't you just it? use mayonnaise? I, I understand. <laughs> like I've, I I I'm a little. I, 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 I've just had my mind blown at the like the wrong point here. Yeah. Sat this article sound... off. It's, it's salad cream slash sandwich cream time. You yeah. sound like you sound like an American who's just learned that every rest of the world uses butter on bread. Like, yeah, that's I, the, that's I, what, do Americans not do that? I've, no, they don't. They what the don't, fuck is and they wrong think with them? Okay, know, so I've, right? I've had my mind blown twice just now. Hold on. It, it, is, Hold on it is fully sandwich time now. What? what? Okay, yeah. right. Putting down the article for a second. Genuinely, in America... <laughs> putting, down the, putting down the article, picking up my, lo- my home loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. In, in America, they don't put butter on sandwiches. They don't, right? And this is a this is a thing that every American who comes over here and learns that we use butter on our bread thinks it's weird the and strange. Fuck, do they use butter for? Do they drink it? I, I mean, uh, to be fair, in America, you can never rule put, it out, can you? They put butter in like all of their all of their dishes. Yeah, they they use butter primarily the same way we'd use like olive oil to like line our pans or whatever. Ah. Um, but instead, they use mayonnaise. That's the that's the main condiment, which means that almost every American sandwich you order has probably got mayonnaise on it. Yeah, that's fine. Butter. Oh, instead of butter, right? Okay, well then, no, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, right. that I'm not okay with. Like, I've just, rem- I've just remembered some of those like fucking cooking videos I've seen where it's like the the woman making the fucking pie with like di- six different kinds of cheese, and it's just and, like a whole stick of butter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't lie, I probably would try it, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I'm 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 very much underselling it because I think it also had like all sorts of other insane shit in it, like a pair of shoes or something, probably. I'm less interested. Horror horror TikToks of, like, Americans cooking. Well, picking the article back up now that we finished our sandwiches. um, Leave it alone. You don't know where it's been. (laughs) Well, are you prepared to get incredibly mad now? Because this next paragraph is a corker. I'm mad because I didn't get a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) Well, whose fault is that? I want to go make it. I really want to go make a sandwich. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) 
See, this is what happens. Your pod dads go on holiday and they don't leave you any food and until you've got to cater for yourself, you just end up sitting in the dark during your blackout eating nothing. Yeah. Anyway, um, meanwhile, a blackout or two might demonstrate the naivety of the extreme net zero agenda. It's all very well asserting the evils of fossil fuels when you're sitting in a junior common room sipping tea or blocking the M25 on a frantic Friday, but things become trickier once the lights literally go out. What the fuck are you talking about? It's so much easier to advocate for fossil fuels when you'll be dead of old age within 20 minutes. That is true. That is one thing. And also, like... I I would like to invite, like, fucking... What did you say this was? Roger Taylor? Uh, Robert Taylor, so. sorry, no, not the guy Taylor. from not the guy from Queen. But I would like to invite I would like to invite Robert Taylor to lick my unwiped ass. Quite frankly, the tedious prick. Like the thing is that this this is a this is a problem that could be quite easily solved by you know not depending so much on gas that's speculated on in the international market. It's yeah. see, it seems like a problem that's quite easy to solve. If only we had some other way of generating electricity that wasn't fossil fuels in this country that's an island mm. with a lot of wind around it and coast. What I mean, might yeah. I be thinking of? Uh, that's all well and good, Sinan, but you, you've you got to remember the point of these articles is to invert reality to the opposite of what they actually are. Yeah. <laughs> so rather than this being a crisis brought on by fossil fuel dependency, instead it's a crisis which is brought on by us not being dependent enough on fossil fuels and uh, the alternatives wouldn't help. It you really know? is yeah. just, we, it's, we just it's actually, fracked. It's it's actually insane that the essential point of this article is that we needed to import more gas from Russia. That is mm. basically the this, point that this it's article, making. Like, this article is the fucking guy from uh, SimCity 2000 or whatever it is. You can't cut back on fossil fuel funding. You will regret this. Yeah. <laughs> now, what what the guy's saying is we need to, we need to do more fracking. Like forever we need oh, to frack harder again. and like, faster so that we can sell all of the gas that we extract with that to like the international market again. still have power cuts but also our tap water will be flammable also this, yeah, that's again, kind of cool. like the last time the last time we talked about fracking just the fracking like if you are gonna go like hard-headed i am going to do fracking somewhere picking the uk is so fucking stupid because all of the fucking shale oil and everything is is near people's homes unlike the fucking Dakota or wherever the fuck it is in the US, which is basically empty apart from all the fucking oil yeah. drills. Yeah, but like what what you're forgetting there though is that like the government like can't take kickbacks for drilling that happens in Dakota. Uh, yeah, I mean the all that the, oh, it's just so on so and, many and levels the, and the companies, in the UK is stupid. And the companies that are actually gonna do the fracking couldn't give two fucks if like everyone's house falls into a giant pit and like takes them directly to hell. That's and, not that's not their fucking I problem. I mean, they cut. What is the pit going to take us to the UK again? Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, on the plus side, <laughs> the, the UK uh, is just layer upon layer of different like strata of Britons. And on yeah, the you plus fall side, into a giant pit, come out in the nineteen seventies, and then you'll be fucked. <laughs> you know, they, they only just leave the bins out. Crazy. And on the plus side, when the lights go out due to the power cut, you'll be able to light your tap water. So, you know, it's all, yeah. it's like a virtuous circle. It all works. You'll, be able, you'll be able to edge Ginger Lee, whoever the fuck that is. Um, speaking of, well, it's strangely on, on topic for the next paragraph. Oh, and there's the bonk for Britain push. Oh my fucking <laughs> fuck life. Fuck me. No, that's if you a haven't heard, a Tory the gear minister... changes. Jesus Christ. 
A Tory minister reportedly told The Sun on Sunday last week that we must use tax cuts to encourage more women to have babies to stem the declining birth rate. If that's the case, I suggest blackouts for baby making could be the tonic and could get the Tories leaping back up in know, the polls. Do you know what might make people want to have children in this country? Making this fucking tedious, terrible country livable for a young parent. Yeah. yeah. Literally I mean, something, we don't want, some kind of support we don't want whatsoever. The, we don't want the wrong kind of people having babies. Like, we want like the middle classes and above to have babies. Thank you very much. And also, we can't specific, be those like those like fucking those scum that live on council estates. Also, specific demographics of middle class and above, preferably, is what yeah. I what I read heavily into that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's got the same. Like, I remember back in the nineties, late nineties, two thousands. We'll say, I read a story about Russia, right? And I'm, we're not going all Ukraine Russia stuff here. This is just genuinely like a thing. Was I this read. about the uh, the pencil and the space race? No. <laughs> Though that was story it about is the uh, the bullshit, world's smallest drill out. bit. No. Um, it, it was a genuine story about Russia, about how they essentially, there was a far-right kind of, you know, Putin-adjacent youth organization that was having camps specifically for the purposes of getting young people to have kids. Like, where they'd attend basically a political rally and then go all of them go back to their tents and fuck. And this was explicitly encouraged as part of their ideology of, like, you know, making children for the kind of Russian state, right? I remember reading this and thinking, this is insane and like clearly right-wing kind of garbage nonsense um and i part of me was like i wonder if it's actually is this a thing that's really happening or is this just like a bit ginned up then i looked a bit more into it turned out it was we're basically russia on a time lapse i think at this point because it's, it's just the same sort of shit you know it's uh but, but let's worse, have more kid because at least yeah. at least uh all the fucking russian royals got herded into that basement yeah <laughs> yeah where hitler shot them yeah <laughs> Uh, he does finish that paragraph by saying well we can dream which is just the skeeviest fucking sort of yeah anyway this, this, just... this guy is going to be devastated when like the fucking power goes out and his wife still won't shag him yeah exactly I was going to say this is a devastating combination of like generational resentment and horniness yeah mm. so might power cuts actually be a positive experience of course not They'll be inconvenient and uncomfortable, and for some, dangerous and terrible. But not for me, might as well be written in brackets after that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah, say, there's a heavy... Me, not for me. Yeah. But if my elderly relative could see the bright side of two world wars, then I'm ready to see one or two ill-hidden benefits are otherwise horrible in forced cold and darkness. Let's trust it won't come to that. It is, it is interesting how uh, people who actually had to live through the wars had like coping mechanisms and trauma and they would process that in like you know weird ways in the sense that this stuff would never actually be resolved internally for them so it would it would come out as these weird like almost half rationalizations of how it wasn't actually that bad but no i am a fucking boomer therefore the war was good actually and they're also so are power cuts but not <laughs> for me yeah, I do wonder how it will go down in practice when they realise the power cuts are going to affect everyone and not just, like, the imaginary other. We'll see how they do when their treats suddenly start getting turned off, but hey. Well, as I, as I understand it, power cuts specifically affect younger age cohorts first. That's how they set up the grid, right? That's that's the thing they can do because yeah. we have such a robust and versatile and advanced grids in this country, right? 
I mean, yeah, you know, gonna... it's a very stable and strong system, much like Theresa May. In, in yeah, they're gonna regard. they're gonna turn off the individual power sockets that power young people's phones, and all will be fine. Yeah, um, sure, then I've got like a billion fucking sockets in this place. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I think I'm alright. Ah, uh, well, the grid isn't quite advanced enough to handle you unplugging the phone from one socket and plugging it into another. Alas. What, what, um, I, okay. I'm just going to get a fucking male-male connector and just plug one socket into another. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> uh, that would probably light your house up as well. Anyway, um, so that's the, that's the angry article. Would you like the, the fun article now? Nah. <laughs> yeah, just... Just, just call it a night. Just, yeah, just clock off early. Bring the blackouts now, save us from the article. Well, you're getting it anyway, because David and Rob love you and they left these presents. So, um, this next article... I am calling social services. (laughs) I was going to say, we might want to not have a Dutch Santa Claus-like figure. Yeah. For for reasons, you know. I'm inviting uh, Jamie to sit outside to throw a ball around while uh, James reads this (laughs) other article. (laughs) Well, that first article was from David, so it made you angry. This second article comes from Rob, and it's in the Financial Times. Oh, oh fuck off. <laughs> my my, fa- my favourite paper, in all fairness, so let's see. It's by Rebecca Rose, and it's titled, Choosing a paint colour neatly drove me up the wall. The right shade may reveal the depths of your soul, but the quest to find it can be soul-destroying. I already hate this. I already hate this. I don't, I don't know how else to like process this. The image of a giant pot of swirling blue and white paint caught my eye as I walked past the window of Farrow and Ball. It was around this point I realised the drugs were beginning to take hold. <laughs> it announced the advent of Wine Dark, one of the Paint Emporium's new colours for autumn. A nod to Homeric high seas is a deep yet chalky colour, described as our richest blue. The perfect addition to our strong blue family. I'm 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 calling now. This is this is like deep cover gonzo journalism that snuck itself into the times. <laughs> Next to it, a churning pot of flame orange, bamboozle, as <laughs> an actual colour with a capital B, bamboozle, and a lively sage green, whirly bird. <sighs> I'm as excited about the new shades as the next person, but I made myself turn away and cross the road. Since the pain and expense of my recent house renovation, I can no longer contemplate paint colours. Indeed. <laughs> wow. I've got into like a fucking <laughs> DIY shop and has been triggered by paint. My, my personal Vietnam was repainting my house. Like... <laughs> Indeed. Paint is now so triggering for me and my family. <laughs> oh my god. I have vowed I will never bring a paint sample home again. Fuck. <laughs> Oh man! Like all these things, one, one bad the trip, begin- and you just you can't go back to that place ever again. You know. I mean, to be fair, I'd be more sympathetic if that was what was going on. To be, you know, <laughs> like all these things at the beginning, long before the house had been ripped apart to its spindly Victorian foundations, the idea of choosing a ton of new paint colours seemed exciting and important. Little did I know then that such surface decisions. <laughs> I'm sorry, would represent but just a- the the lens of the uh, of being on like hallucinogens throughout this entire process is absolutely fucking works by the way (laughs) little did i know then that such surface decisions would represent about one percent of the approaching avalanche of far more boring decisions that we would have to make about flush plates and shower drains yeah ascribing great deals of great deals of significance to things that are completely inconsequential is very in line with what i've just been saying (laughs) 
Nor did I realise then how divisive paint colours can be, or that they could lead someone to question what kind of person they are or aspire to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> further, further evidence, Your Honour. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not unconvinced by this theory now. This person's just on hallucinogens, like... Do you ever just think about paint, man? Like, it does have that kind of vibe to it. So, in now in quotes, I just don't want it to be boring like last time, I said to my husband as I spread out a flutter of concertinaed paint charts from my lands to Jules. put on some chill, the... relaxing music and, and a visualiser as well. <laughs> Via Little Green and Edward Bulmer across the bed. I love the name drops for the paint companies. Just Yeah, like, set and really setting is very, it. very important stuff. Yeah. When we first moved into our narrow London terraced house, we hurriedly painted it in Dulux diamond white, splashing out on Farrow and Ball's creamy Wimborne white for our sitting room. We knew these were somewhat vanilla choices, and at some point we'd reveal the true depth of our souls by painting the living room Hague blue. This is the most middle-class fucking thing I've ever been subjected to in my life. This is like the fucking shite that I had to go through when I was a kid and my parents were repainting our house. I'm just like... They, they did, were they trying... reveal, did they reveal the depths of their souls? Well, they picked, like, kind of a, a sort of light peach, so I guess their their souls are very, I don't know, shit. I don't fucking know, like... I But they tried to get me involved, and I was, like, ten, I was like, I yeah, want to play you, my fucking if... Game Boy, fuck off. You know? What's a, what's a Game Boy, Sinan? I don't think oh, I've heard of Oh, don't, those. don't, don't even, <laughs> don't even fucking start. <laughs> Um, I, I love I love the fact all that they, they specify Dulux Diamond White, which is separate and different from Farrow and Ball's Wimborne White. Like you know, it's like it's really I I, abs- I have no idea what either of those colors actually look like, but I guarantee you they're identical to me. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's exactly ex- the extremely thing. fucking um, Christian Bale in uh, American Psycho vibes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like putting like little paint t- uh, testers on the table, then asking to see what's the uh, Farrow and Balls paint tester like, and everyone's <laughs> looking kind of shifty as they, oh my God, someone crisp, takes it out. Crisp whiteness. <laughs> I, I'm com- I, I'm convinced the missus has that thing where your eye can see more colours. You know, like a fourth cone or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Secret fourth cone. <laughs> has hit the tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like, cause she'll she'll constantly be like, she'll be like doing fucking like sewing or something and hold up two threads. And she'll be like, which one of these looks better? And I'm like, they're the same fucking color. There's mm. no, do you know what I mean? Like, it's she just gets really mad at me. Like, obviously this one's like <laughs> deep crimson and that one's blood red. And I'm like, if you say so. I, I, mean, yes, I, I yes, assume dear, Jamie yes, just goes yeah. through his day to day life with everything in grayscale, and that's why you like Return of the Oberdin so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, true true fact about me, I actually have incredibly good colour vision. I consistently test for getting full spectrum right every time I've, you know, been tested. And even I am guaranteed nailed on telling you that those two shades of white are identical. And, like, these people's brains are inventing the distinction. Oh, anyway. definitely. Oh, definitely. It's it's like, um, it's it's like when they do the blind Pepsi Coca-Cola test. And people are like, I don't fucking know, it tastes the same. It's like, it's it's a brand thing. They're inventing it because it's different brands. Yeah, but the mm. that the, the the one thing that does diverge from that is uh, Crystal Pepsi, as we all know. Well, yeah, okay, well, yeah, then you can probably have a reasonable guess at which one it is, I guess. But you know. so we've we've had our sandwich, and now we're having a drink. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, a fifteen in, in, odd year in, old drink. 
<laughs> I mean, didn't they? Perfect association. I mean, one of the YouTubers we watch regularly on my stream did start a campaign to bring back Crystal Pepsi. I wonder if he succeeded. <laughs> well, um, right in. Let, let, let's crack on with this article because there's more madness to get through. Um, also, shout out to it being called Hague Blue. Loving that. Yeah, anyway. I, I was wondering about that. Is that anything to do with where Tony Blair's going any, yeah, anytime yeah. soon? <laughs> just start sending I mean, pots of this stuff to uh, wherever the fuck Tony Blair is right now. Uh, presu presumably negotiating with Satan himself. Oh but. my god, it's like uh, if, if Tony can't go to the Hague, the Hague will go to Tony. Love it. <laughs> um, right. Eight years later, in the aftermath of the pandemic, and as we began to feel the effects of Brexit, we embarked, at arguably the most expensive time in history, on mm. our renovation. While the main project was a side-return kitchen extension, I was desperate to divert my energies into paint. I am creative, I told myself, and I have an eye for colour. How hard can it be? Nine months later, my husband and I stood in our dining room, looking from the wall to the builder, and then back to the wall. <laughs> but have to but neither even. could tell which was which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to be chic to have gold walls he said looking doubtful you need chic things and chic furniture the wall painted with a trial coat of Mylan's FTT002 gold paint oh my god they specified that's a snappy fucking name quite frankly yeah I, I'm, I'm remembering I can just remember it like that right yeah, yeah. I, I, I refer to everything by their hex number yeah mm. Oh, no, it gets even better. So, the wall, painted with a trial coat of Mylan's FTT-002 gold paint, presenting... That's, uh, that, that's who C-3PO lost his virginity to. <laughs> presenting as a sludgy avocado bronze in the north-facing light, seemed to be closing in on us. Mylan's metallic range, FTT stands for Film, TV and Theatre, has adorned the sets of Harry Potter and Game of oh, Thrones. Oh, my fucking Christ on fire. Yeah. We had buying wanted... paint because it was the same paint they used to set decorate Harry fucking Potter. Have yes. you lost your tiny mind? <laughs> yeah, yes. just just pick a fucking normal cut. Pick any random fucking color at that point. We had wanted to make a statement, go against trends, and keep our dining room as a dining room, a glamorous space to make merry and entertain, and rather than excuse me, the, ba the baying Wait. mob will not be acquiesced to. Keep Wait, it the same, they are shouting. No, uh, I cry back. Are people are people not keeping their dining rooms as dining rooms? Is that what, what the fuck is that meant to mean? People don't eat anymore, Sin, and don't be stupid. Yeah. Well, not, well, they can't not, afford it anymore in Britain, so... Much like this sentence, it's what you make of it, Sinan, because they're missing a comma here, which makes it a pain in the ass to read. Because the way you're meant to read it is, a glamorous space to make merry and entertain in rather than a corridor into the kitchen, as is so often the fate of a tricky middle room. Except there's no comma after in, so it, it all runs together. Just terrible writing. Hate it. Um, <clears throat> who are we kidding? We did not live in a Venetian palazzo. For goodness sake, it was a disaster. The next day, we texted the builder. We've decided to paint it light blue, and promptly ordered 7.5 litres of Dulux Mineral Mist. This is, this is a fucking conversation I've had, like with other 30-year-olds who are decorating their own home. It's like, oh, that's very interesting. How the fuck can you spin this out to a fucking... How, how many word <laughs> article in the Times? God, Im imagine being 30. I mean... 
you know, <laughs> not to not to not to do a drive-by on everyone else on this recording. There, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Jamie's avoided fire there by not being yeah. in his thirties. Yeah. yeah, go back to your Game Boy doohickey sinning and leave uh, us alone. <laughs> the question over what shade to paint the kitchen units nearly caused a family fallout. Instagram was awash with dark blue and grey-green shaker cabinetry, which was admittedly smart and sexy, but I could not ignore the siren call of my spirit colour. Yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow, the colour of cowardice. Um. It's it's fucking king in yellow reading this article, frankly. Fuck me, my spirit colour. Jesus fucking The siren call. The siren call of my spirit colour. Wait, 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 I I assume this is an article this person got paid for, because it's it's in the FT, right? Oh yeah, almost certainly. Oh yeah, so they definitely got paid for this. I'm starting to wonder if I could just sort of start writing any old fucking bullshit and just not have it under my name because obviously if they look me up we're going to be in trouble but like have it under like a, yeah, a, under like a fake names. name yeah something like that and i wonder <laughs> if i could just fucking rinse these people for, to- for just no. for just ri- you know just for talking about boring shite that i hear about all day i mean so in theory yes in practice no because in practice these are sinecures Mm, right. That that that's how you get the chance to write an article like this. This article is just an excuse to give someone money, and it's someone who's like a friend of a mate or who's a yeah. family member F- of an employee or something like this. You know, the FT editors who I know listen to this. Um, if, if you're listening <laughs> to this, it's at the Sinancos on Twitter. Just you know, drop me a line. DMs open. I'll write any old shite, provided the rate is correct and it's not pro Tory or pro Labour. <laughs> we um, write any old shite dot com. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but I could not ignore the siren call of my spirit colour, yellow. I had in my mind a very particular shade of bright golden primrose and was hell-bent on finding it. And then there's a picture um, of the person's kitchen, which uh, we're probably not going to remember to put on for the patrons, but in case we do, I will just share this now um, with our lovely guest, Check check that out, guys. All right, let's see. Oh my fucking god! I, I had a creeping suspicion that this shade of yellow was going to make this place look like some idiot's idea of what the house of the nineteen sixties would look like, and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm completely correct in that. This this is the most lib dem looking kitchen. I don't just yep. mean because of the like yellow. Oh, I mean well, like yellow, this yeah. is. Yeah, it's like literal... of the fucking the row of hats. Yeah, yeah this, I was. This, yeah, this, it's the hats. And this, why do you have this... books like? I guess recipe so, books, but like to, to set the to set you know the scene that, for you know our listeners, that looks like that looks like to me it's like a fucking primary school. It yeah, does. right. To set the scene for our listeners, that is showing you a kitchen, some of which has like your standard IKEA kind of fake wood veneer kind of stuff, but then inexplicably, some of the the you know shelving is painted yellow, and there's an island in the middle with an induction hob, and then we see the front face of it, which is all painted yellow, and there's two shelves, one of which is stuffed full of cooking books, and one of which is artistically arranged with three... Uh, the only way to describe it is Vince Cable-ish hats beneath it. In they're kind of like straw like, hats. You know. Yeah. Vince Cable Well, they're, they're more like hat. canvas hats, but yeah. <laughs> and the whole, like, the, the colour yellow is piss yellow. It, like it, it cannot be stressed enough. It's this like is, this is the color of my soul. So, so like I, I imagine the slightly different yellow, like not piss yellow. I imagine something a bit, maybe less like harsh on the eyes, maybe a bit less loud. No, it's it's, it's very primary school. Come along, kids. Uh, we've got the morning activities planned. Kind of yellow. Yeah. So, anyway, 
I crisscrossed London for weeks, tracking down dozens of sample pots, daubing A3 sheets of stiff cartridge paper, only to realise the shade was too grey, too mustardy, too lemony. I held up all my painted sheets at a family lunch one day and asked people to pick out their favourites. <laughs> and they said an... to me, why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> there was an awkward silence. <laughs> Basically, you were right, as it turns out. You think you think I would lie to you? Never. <laughs> Yellow is difficult, a friend said kindly afterwards. Well, what about orange, my husband suggested. 270s, I snapped. I'm sorry, you can't go on about 270s and then pick this shade of yellow. I know, right? <laughs> like, you cannot fucking say that. At last, a particularly time-consuming pilgrimage to papers and paints in Chelsea yielded the perfect shade. Med 15, a splash of sunshine from the paint company's Mediterranean range. Mm. This is it, I said to the family, dancing around the building site, brandishing you know what, my paintbrush in triumph. You know it's what very I love flashy. To do? You know what I love to do is to transpose a palette from the Mediterranean to Britain. <laughs> and also, look, I, I'm, I'm going to invoke some expertise on the concept of the Mediterranean here. I don't think this yellow is particularly vibing with the Mediterranean style. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's tasteless in the Mediterranean. For what else you might say, there's a, there's a fair degree of taste and colour choice in the Mediterranean. Look, I, I, I'm not saying that you would get laughed at if the interior of your kitchen looked like this in Turkey, but you might get laughed at. It yeah. feels like a like, much more is... of a outside of the house kind of color. Yes. Like yes. I was going to say this is what this is a color that I've seen apartment blocks in Turkey be painted. You know, cuz some of them are like pink and shit like that, and, you know, cuz we don't want to look at like a concrete block. So you paint it. This is that kind of color where you just sort mm. of paint an, an apartment block that color and it's like, "Oh, it's nice." And that and you probably be able to find it easier when you're staggering home drunk. Not that that's ever happened to me in Turkey, but anyway, I know my grandmother's apartment block is the pink one, so that's good. The sad thing is, I, I once when I was young, I used to wonder, why don't we paint our buildings bright colours like they do abroad? And the answer is because it all turns fucking grey and dismal, just due to the weather. Anyway, it's very flashy, said the cabinet maker circumspectly. I love they've got a cabinet maker on their building site. Like, Again, you know, it's, most it's... Lib Dem kitchen explained. Yeah. While I struggled with the quest to distill a collective family personality into paint, my children's choices were refreshingly straightforward. If yeah, once I got them into the fucking mincer. Oh no, this, this, get, this, <laughs> this, this goes places. My children's choices were refreshingly straightforward, if disappointingly gender stereotypical. With carte blanche to paint their bedrooms any colour they wanted, little fingers hovered over the tiny rectangles of colour on the paint charts, alighting within seconds on Middleton Pink, my daughter, and Sapphire Salute, my son. What have we done That's wrong? That's some weird names to give your kids. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I wasn't sure whether that was paints or names or what. Like, What have we done wrong, I said to my husband. Just I I love it. I, I love this idea of a thing that really sends them is that oh our children have chosen the appropriate colours for their gender roles in society. God, God imagining if my parents let me do this at like you know like at any age it would have been either red or black. So and I, I think it's probably a small mercy they didn't let me do this. I mean it would have been black or green for me. So in many mm. ways we're not that different. Yeah. Um, why was not to I a pe- colorblind person anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I pinning so much on these superficial decisions? Because you're insane and middle class. 
what is it about colour that feels so acutely personal? Oh man, this is a lived it's because enemy. it's, it's, it's because you don't have any real it. problems in your entire yeah. life. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have any real problems or real interests by the sound of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a lived em grappling with like human existentialism, and the best we can come up with is why is it that color moves me? Like, yeah. Anyway, this is where the, the, it's just. Well, I'm just gonna read this, and you can make of it what you will. <clears throat> Master colorist Wassily Kadinsky. Excuse would have understood. I'm sorry, what? Wassily Kadinsky. W-A-S-S-I-L-Y. I think I think that name's Polish, so it'll be Wassily. So that Vasily. W will be a V. Um, oh, okay, that makes, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um, would have understood. Colour is a power which directly influences the soul, said the artist. That was long before Instagram muddied the waters. Oh my god. I was glad I had listened to my soul, rather than Instagram, at least when it came to the kitchen. Med15 was a resounding success. Even the naysayers came round. But after that... <laughs> the baying mob, most... thoughts approvingly. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, with most of the house left to paint, we ran out of steam. And money. The decision fatigue was real, and the costs had spiralled so horribly that we had to draw a line under any further fancy decor and admit defeat. Plain white paint is included, the builder reminded me. Go for it, I said wearily. We can always paint it a different shade later on. Rebecca Rose is editor of Financial Times Globe Trotter. Good for her. Yeah, we I mean, all we all love a happy ending. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel like my soul has been lifted, raised, exalted by the colours of paint. <laughs> now thinking about whether I can paint my room in this flat black now. Just, you know. Paint, <sighs> it, gr paint it green, Sinan, and then you can green screen all of your streams. <laughs> ah, see, I don't stream from my uh, from my bedroom. I stream from the living room. And if I paint that green, my partner's going to have a big problem with me. Yeah. She's, she's going to be really mad at me if I try and pull a stuff like that. But it's like fine. That. If you had the green screen, you could just uh, crop them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just digitally replace her with Iron Man. Should have should have cropped her out on <laughs> that support cocktail support Tony Stark, yeah. <laughs> person in the room? What person in the room? Yeah. Says oh, you mean, you mean uh, billionaire philanthropist Tony Stark? <laughs> <laughs> if, I I ever, if I ever do get... A green screen setup. I will absolutely do really weird shit oh, like that with it. So you know, I'm just, I'm just picturing. Hey, isn't it cool? I get to stream in my living room with Tony Stark. What do you get? I get to watch TV in my living room with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my poor partner. She's she's so indulgent of all of this nonsense that I do, and even had the like, even conceding to showing up on the stream while I made cocktails, which was great fun. Hey. Well, speaking of great fun, we've got a bit of time left, and Alistair, you threatened us that you had found an article. Yes, a secret third article that I... Uh, as <laughs> in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> that I alluded that's to that's earlier. Which, article 7. Which I, I think is probably going to strike um, strike the balance between angry and funny that we've been, that we've been like desperate to find on today's uh, meandering episode. Go on. It is titled... I've lived without central heating for 10 years. Here's how you can too. Oh, Is it wow. a giant, like, furnace of some variety? Yes. <laughs> do, do they, do they, do they live, 
do they live in like a cave that's about i don't know two thousand meters under the earth so to speak no they live in a what was it it is a uh, house on the edge of the Cotswolds, a house. Yes, oh, cursed edge of the Cotswolds, See, already cursed. Yeah. When we moved into this house, it it didn't have gas central heating, but it had a coal fire, and it's like that was inconvenient as fuck, and like really fucking messy and everything. Well, but you know, so, if I'd known that like fifteen years after it got replaced, that like gas was suddenly going to be like fucking, do you know what I mean? Withheld for political reasons, then I would have kept it. <laughs> Well, um, you'll be pleased to know, Jamie, that the first the first uh, line of this article reads, "That's terrible. How do you cope?" <laughs> this, is, this is the reaction I get when I mention we don't have central heating in our house. But after more than a decade of living without it, it no longer seems like a big deal. That is until the upcoming winter of dis- discontent loomed with soaring energy bills and a cost of living crisis. I realise I'm a trailblazer. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's like if fucking people go oh well you know thousands of years ago people didn't have central heating it's like well no let's all just wear animal skins and sleep around a big fire in the woods you fucking pricks do you <laughs> know if, you I could, if I could start a fire in my sitting room every night and like sit around that getting warm that'd be that'd be great I wouldn't need central heating what, what I love you know? about people but... who say that sort of thing is they're like oh thousands of years ago we didn't need this and I'm like yeah thousands of years ago getting a cut or a bruise would have killed you so I, I don't yeah. think it's like an entirely fair comparison to be making yeah it's like people go like oh well you didn't look like you know what I mean primitive man didn't have antidepressants how did he cope it's like primitive man didn't have to listen to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how, did, how did primitive man cope he went and fought an animal that was slightly too big for him or too fast or too strong and got killed Yeah, that's usually I- what they fucking did I'm also, I'm reminded of this post that I read, it was a screen cap from 4chan, where it's like some guy basically, you know, he's got a construction site job and he spilt a bag of concrete. And he was racist in Greg's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, different, different post. But he was saying, you know, he spilt a bag of concrete and then it was just him zoning out as a supervisor who's like two feet shorter than him, came up and started angrily tearing strips off him for daring to drop his bag of concrete. And just in his head, he's like, do you know... Back in the day, I could have just turned around and lamped you one in the face because I'm like built like twice as large as you. But modern society prevents me from doing this, and instead, I need to sit here and listen to you making shit, you know, out of the fact I made a mistake. And it's like, okay, it's four chan, so obviously it's regressive as fuck. But it's like, if we did live in an ancient time where we had campfires and like, you know, you know, we're all wearing furs and all the rest of it, the commentariat class would be on you know, like basically nanoseconds of like time to live can you imagine they rock up to the fucking campfire we're all sitting there hungry and like cold and like you know just generally not feeling great and like well lads uh it's character built can you imagine how long they'd fucking last until we solved our heating and food problem pretty much instantly i'm, mm. I'm not convinced they're gonna last particularly long if things <laughs> get bad in the uk yeah. so i mean you know <laughs> she goes on <laughs> <laughs> the record 80% increase in energy costs fueled by Russia's war on Ukraine. That's not what's caused it. That's not the cause of it. That's not the cause of it at all. Means oh. the bill for an average detached house like ours will rise to about £3,300 a year from this month. And that's with government help. I've, I've editorialised this uh, quite a bit because it was like very boring in parts. I'm not worried, though. I've cultivated a multifaceted strategy for living without heating. This includes dressing like the lady in the van, electric blankets, and the devil's work that is an old wood burner. So we're like we're like four paragraphs in before she mentions does the it, wood burner. Does it also include spouting so much fucking hot air? <laughs> I imagine also, that's like, the purpose of the wood like, burner, aren't, to be fair. Also, aren't like wood burners super unhealthy or something? Uh, yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> there's uh, there's recent <laughs> research out that says that basically you shouldn't use anything that burns in your house. Like um, you shouldn't use your fucking stovetop if it's so gas a few, because. So a few paragraphs later, she says, "I know that wood burners are very divisive." And oh. I was appalled to read. Uh, I was appalled to read recently that the domestic wood burning of wood has, according to a government report published in February, become one of the single biggest sources of small particle air pollution in the UK. Fucking yeah, brilliant. but that's fucking not going to stop her from sparking the fucking thing up and putting her mouth over the top and ripping it like a bong, is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just—they're like—it's a divisive issue, is it? I've never thought about it in my life. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. You know? I mean, th- there is a big air of has anyone ever really thought about it this way? Um, she goes on. Yes, it's challenging at times, but this winter I have the added incentive of needing to save money and avoid the bankrupting bills too. I remember when we first moved to our to our house on the edge of the Cotswolds from a modest two bed flat in London. The first thing that struck me was the huge fireplace, an old working forge with a, with a wood burner. It looked so cozy and inviting. There were three night storage heaters as well, but I was but it was December, a few weeks before Christmas, and I did wonder how I was going to cope with the cold. I have a put on another jumper mentality, so it didn't phase me too much. I requested thermals from my husband Dom for Christmas and stocked up on hot water bottles. I really hate this fucking just put on another jumper and it's like, yeah, okay, sure, you first. Go More on. More jumper than woman at this point. <laughs> At first, the exorbitant upfront cost of installing central heating put us off. We were quoted £5,000 for heating all, all three floors. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and we were on a tight budget. I got an old not a standalone electric radiator for our son, then just a baby. Turned up the night storage heater in the kitchen to hope for the best. These days, we are down to just one night storage heater after the other two conked out and, and rely on a, on a couple of strategically placed electric heaters. But I don't mind in the slightest. In fact, mad as it sounds, I think I actually prefer living without central heating. Isn't the whole point... Sorry, right, just to bring me down to earth here a second. Isn't the whole point of central heating, right, that is cheaper than just running a bunch of electric heaters in your house? The whole point of central heating is that, yes, it is very efficient to heat up water with gas and then pour that hot water all around the house to heat up all the all the air. Yes, like that is so, the point of it. So forgive me, but isn't this person basically just admitting that they are so rich that they didn't need central heating, they could just use electric heaters? Yeah, basically. I mean, like, there's that. There is a big element of just get a big wood burner and then you'll solve all the the worst problems with the cold. But uh, like, what kind of house do you have to have to have the wood burner? Right? Like, I, I live in a one bedroom flat. I don't think I could have a wood burner in here. Not without causing some kind well, of cr- crisis have, in the city centre, I don't think. Have you tried? Uh, look, if I try, my partner will actually kill me. So maybe we don't tempt fate with that one. But look, there there are problems with installing uh, central heating. For example, she says, The cost and the upheaval of installation with three young children at home really put me off. And what would I do with all my blankets? You can keep the fucking blankets. It's fine. I love it. It's fine. Upheaval with my young children. That is like an extremely middle class kind of thing. It's like it would be difficult, so let's not bother. You know. Yeah, but James, you might be thinking cashmere. No, sumptuously lush, but a nightmare to wash and very expensive. Not to mention irresistible to moths. Oh my god! I found electric blankets to be the best solution. They're a bit granny-like, but on a cold day, they are as warm as toast. And at about five p an hour or forty-two p a night. Much cheaper to run than a radiator. Um, 
<laughs> I'm fed up with this particular class of person in the UK, yeah. I think. I think I'm fucking fed up with them. Like, I was fed mm. up before, but having to hear things about their lives deeply upsets me for some reason. Well, it's, it's the realisation that they, they have so many resources and they live so inefficiently and so blithely about the whole thing. It's like, it's the realisation they just have no comprehension how the vast majority of people live. And I say this as someone who lives pretty fucking well, all said and done. I do like the next uh, next paragraph in this article, so uh, I'm going to read it to you now. Uh, <laughs> our wood burner was designed to heat the whole house, and we only use it for the coldest months of the year. This year, our fuel will come from a beloved old willow tree, which had, had to be taken down in the garden in the summer due to a fungal infection. Those logs are the heart of our winter survival strategy. Which is funny to me, because... Those fuckers take ages to dry out, so they're going to have loads of green wood just chucking in this uh, big wood burner. Sounds good. Mm, yeah. Sounds healthy. You know. But you see, she's acclimatised to this way of life, and now if we stay at a hotel or at a friend's house and I find myself sleeping next to a radiator, it seems stifling and oppressive. I have to open the window regardless of how cold it is outside, and I'd rather lie under a duvet and a heavy blanket and breathe fresh air than be unpleasantly hot. And to be fair, I agree with that last sentiment, but at the same time, I don't feel weird about having radiators in the house. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 it's more or less fine for me. I don't, I've never had yeah, a weird yeah, thing no, about Yeah, no, not, it, not had any know? problems so far. But yeah, you have to understand, <laughs> breathing toxic fumes from burning green wood is not as like disruptive to the children as installing central heating, so it's the right way to go. Yeah. God, British people are really like intent on getting every kind of disease, aren't they? Like that—that's—they're just intent on living as unhealthily as possible. They're all yeah. Is this huge need to rationalise away any sort of drawbacks of like lifestyle choices that they've made, be it paint or fucking whether or not to get a wood burner? No, all my decisions are perfectly accurate and correct, and you cannot try and justify it otherwise. She says. I Am have I finding that. out? No, it's for fucking around that was wrong. Like, it's very... <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed, though, that friends and family could be reluctant to visit us in the winter. <laughs> I, I remember why. when my sister was babysitting for us one evening and coming back to find her in her coat, huddled over under a duvet on the sofa. I've clearly hardened to this life over the years. There is nothing fucking hard about you. I am so Yeah, sorry. I, I, I <laughs> hate to be that guy but yeah i don't think you're living a particularly difficult life on the edge of the cotswolds with your wood burner but she's gonna she is gonna have the last laugh because in the final paragraph she says the next time someone gives me a look of pity when i tell them we don't have any central heating or, or ask how i'm going to cope i'll just ask them if they have an electric blanket as good as mine and put another log on the wood burner no i have central heating you know yeah. I, I you know that's what they're gonna say like <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for that, uh, Georgina Fuller in the Telegraph. Oh, that's a two, a two God, for double one header. Telegraph special tonight. Yeah. Oh. Hey. There, is some, there is something uniquely diseased about it, it's this kind of. I have made a bad decision, but I can't admit to it being a bad decision. It has to be a good decision so that I can remain yeah, superior. Well, don't back down. Double down. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah the classic. Really, actually, someone's just uh, posted that to Lee Harpin tonight so um because he is in fact doubling I'll tell down you what, though, so. there's a there's a there's a picture included in the article and it and the dog 
is giving her a look as if to say, oh. I hate my life. <laughs> oh my god, that, that, that dog is giving such a, it's such a like, oh, that poor dog. Like, Does she have sing? enough fucking logs in there? Yeah, so for the benefit of our listeners, she sat in front of what I can only describe as like a, a, a wood burning stove with an artisanal cutout in the wall. Also, it is fucking gargantuan. This is a yeah, huge yeah. wood burner. That yeah. is huge. Even that, or she's tiny. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And she's um, she's wearing what looks like an expensive wool sweater with an mm. obviously expensive wool blanket over her lap, and then she's got one arm curled around. Uh, I don't know. That's, is that a golden dog. Reti- retriever? Uh, dog. It's just a dog, mate. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> um, I don't dog, know the types. Dog. She's she's vacantly smiling, face on to the camera. Dog is turned towards the camera, but its eyes are looking up at her out the corner of its eye, as though it's basically saying, "I really hope I'm not being thrown on the fire next, or something like that." <laughs> it's 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 very much like, uh, "Oh God, here we go," kind of expression on the dog. The dog's the best bit of this picture in almost <laughs> yeah. every in every respect. We we, well, we, well, love, that, we love the dog the, on this podcast. That and the two holes in the walls stuffed with logs and the big basket of logs. In the yeah, corner. we we get it. You have a wood burn. Like we we understand that. Like didn't need to have this. Also, the 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 house. Like I can just tell from our little snapshot that it's a very expensive house. This is mm. a, yeah. This is an artisanal choice rather than a you know fucking. Like here's the thing. I know someone who again, again very middle class um, decided they were going to go crofting essentially, and so they bought a croft and went up and. Um, you know, credit where credit's due, it's like, it, it's it's not central heating, it is like a wood burn and all the rest of it, but it's like, you know, the place kind of, it's not a great place, I don't know how else to describe it, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a particularly nice and, you know, um, middle class lovely home, they're going to try and get it into that state, I think, but for now it's certainly not. This is a place where someone has spent years cultivating a certain kind of aesthetic. And this is what it comes down to. They're using a wood-burning stove as an aesthetic choice rather than, you know, anything else. And they're justifying it. It's like, you know, suffering for fashion, basically, the article. Uh, looking at the, like, bottom left of that photo, is she sitting on a log? No. It's, it's logs all the way down, baby. It's, it's like uh, some little, you know, foot-on kind of thing she sat on. No, yeah. no, James, you're wrong. That's a log. The dog's a log. She's a log. <laughs> yeah. The wood burner's a log. <laughs> Who is shouting log at my house? <laughs> I'll never lock. Oh, dear. Oh, no. All right. I think um, no comment or commentary tonight. I think I think that'll do us. So instead of us doing our usual plug, Sinan, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, I have a Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv slash Crusader. A lot of the Praxis cast lot end up on there every couple of weeks playing Stellaris, where Jamie just gets owned repeatedly over yeah. and over again. By an AI, no less. Yeah, by the AI, not even by us, which is really embarrassing. But anyway... You know, yeah, by an AI that like apparently was like fucking, do you know what I mean? Like some ancient empire or some shit. Yeah, that's gonna happen in space, mate. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I I also do. Uh, I do have. Why a not, YouTube why not tell me to play a good game instead? <laughs> Next <laughs> well, time. You also we'll get do... Terraria, Jamie. So I don't know what you're yeah. complaining about. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I also have a uh, I also have a YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash SK the Crusader. Reliably informed, you don't need to slash C anymore apparently and uh, yeah i've got a i had a video out about hard space ship breaker 
the uh, the space westerny game that critiques capitalism, and so is very good. I also had a video which has a bunch of CGI in it about being the main character on social media. What would I know about that? I've certainly that, never done uh, that. Sorry, Sinan, was that a wood burning video? Uh, it, it, the wood was not burned because the council told me that during a drought, starting a fire was maybe not a good idea near endangered birds, and I kind of agreed with them, so we CGI'd it in Coward. after. Coward. Just fuck those birds, man. I mean, it would have been a great example of becoming the main character if I'd set this nature yeah. reserve on fire, wouldn't it? <laughs> like... Well, Primitive Man didn't have nature reserves, and they managed okay. Well, be that as it may. Um, <laughs> uh, I also do a podcast with Jamie, uh, Peace at Home, where I make Jamie learn about Turkey. And the yeah. main thing that he's learned is BAP, the BAP party. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love BAP, man. <laughs> finally, uh, finally found out what's BAPing. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. If you want to find out what's bapping, that's a bonus episode on our one. So you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to give go us look money. For our, yeah. yeah, you gotta give us money for that. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep mentioning bap almost every other episode, so I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. You're gonna understand what it is. And yeah, that's me. That's everything I do. Oh, I guess the Twitter at the Sinankos, But you know, that's the that's the least interesting bit. That's just me thinking about how Lee Harpin's probably gonna need some crisis management of his own again. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, and, you know, you've heard enough of our plugs. You know who we are. And if you don't, then, you know, join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash PraxisCast. There you go. We'll leave it at that. Um, let's call it there. All right. All right. Cool. Cheers. Good night, all. all right. Bye. See ya. See ya.